0: Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast that is behind big wit all the way. My name is Paul Hirons and joining me in the sewing room is the super to my bowl, the maroon to my five, the tony to my romo stradamus, the nip to my slip and the inordinately large plate to my Super Bowl snacks. It's
1: Nathan Palmer, everybody. Thank you very much, Paul. Thanks for the lovely introduction. Super Bowl week is here, and I have to say to all the listeners, I'm very much enjoying this squash that you've given me. The last couple of weeks, Paul has given me a little bit more hospitality than usual. And tell the fans (laughs) what it is.
0: Well, this is embarrassing. We like to uh, give the illusion that we're (laughs) lads and uh, we like a drink, which we do. Uh, But Nathan's been on dry January, (laughs) and so have I for different reasons. Uh, and I bought some peach and raspberry
1: oh, squash, delightful.
0: And Nathan is all over it. He's like it's, the first thing it's he a delightful says, delightful drop. The first thing he says when he walks through the door is like, "You can have some of that squash. I'm all over it, and shaking
1: was, a bit." as I He's asked like, for
0: shaking it. it. It's like I'm, <laughs> I feel like some sort of crack dealer. Yeah. <laughs> he comes around, scores some squash off me, and he's a happy man. <laughs> Robinsons, is it? I think it is. Yeah, Ooh. but obviously other squashes are available mm. out there. <laughs> He's having a he's having a drop now. Quite delicious. Yeah, we've just blown our illusion of uh, <laughs> tough guy, tough guy, hard, hard cash, drinking. Eh? But the the whole drinking beer thing, will be back very soon. Oh. Um, how are you, Nathan?
1: Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm very excited for the Super Bowl. Um, are you? Do you get excited? Yeah, I think I just I just really want the Rams to win. Do you? Yeah, I can't I can't bear the Patriots. Really, I can't stand them. And wh- where does that come from? Why do you hate like, it? Just because I they just like, keep I, winning all the time. A lot of their, a lot of their fans in the UK, and it's going to get me so much from people. A lot of their fans are sort of just a bit, a bit sort of like a bit arrogant, know-it-all. perhaps. A bit arrogant. That's a good word. <laughs> a good word. I think that's fair. I mean, if and you keep bit, winning for yeah, every year, then I think a lot of people like it's a bit glory hunting, especially in the UK. I want a Patriots win so to support them. You know what I mean? and, that, and I think. Belichick's a bit of a miserable so-and-so, and Brady's like real up his own ass. Sort of, he's excellent. I'd say he's probably the goat. So is Belichick. I'm not going to deny the talent, but I'd love to see young coach in McVay and you know the dynamic offense of LA turn them over. Well, they've I think they've been that's, there and done it, haven't they? Yeah,
0: I think that's it. It's almost like yeah, it's just getting dull now. I mean, it got dull about five years ago, but it's it, it's
1: kind of getting dull. Because they keep doing it's it. It's relentless, isn't it? And I, you I, you got to respect it. I've got, I've got every bit of respect for it. Mm. But a lot of the New England fans I know in the UK are not my favourite people. And I just, you know, Brady and Belichick. Ugh, I don't know. Not the biggest fan. Yeah, I'm getting that. I'm, ge- I'm no, getting it. has gone there. on a rant, and I <laughs> you have. Get me, Early more, doors. get me some more squash. Yeah, get me some <laughs> more squash. This is why I symptoms already. <laughs> what are you, what's your take on anyway? What what are you thinking looking at the game? For
0: the Super Bowl. Um I get excited for the Super Bowl. It's kind of interesting watching it as a neutral. Mm. You kind of I don't know about you, know, I get quite nerdy about it and, and kind of try and figure out, you know, how are they gonna beat each other and what yeah, yeah. what are their strengths and mm. and you can do that as a neutral a little bit more, maybe, than you would do as someone supporting mm. uh, a team that's in the Super Bowl. Um, my take on it: I've actually, I'm with you with the Patriots, just because for me it's just because they keep on winning. Really, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. Um, I actually quite like Belichick. I quite like the fact he's quite miserable, doesn't care about the media, doesn't yeah, care. I even, yeah, I, I quite like that. Um, I, I, I'm a bit neutral on Brady. Uh, as a personality, I quite like the way he gets fired up. Sometimes it gets a bit sort of laughable, really. That you know, in terms of him shouting quite a lot. Um, but he's got—he's just one of those guys that's got the perfect life. And how can you like anyone
1: that's got a perfect life like that? Uh, <laughs> to be honest, there's not, two geezers in a sewing room
0: <laughs> uh, drinking squash on a, on a freezing an cold. Having a pop at
1: Tom Brady's supermodel wife, five Super Bowl rings, millionaire house—we're not jealous or bitter at all.
0: I oh, know exactly. There's no jealousy or bitterness here whatsoever.
1: But true professionals, true
0: here. professionals. Absolutely, we we analyse things mm. not because of their lifestyle, no, pure no, players and skills, just complete, absolutely.
1: absolutely. absolutely.
0: But, but saying all that, I have to say this year, I don't know why, but I I've just been so impressed with the Patriots this year, mm. especially in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I look yeah. at what they did. I mean, they went. Um, they hosted San Diego, a San Diego team that actually, you know, absolutely schooled the Ravens. They yeah. absolutely decimated the Ravens with an amazing game plan, mm. brilliantly executed. And you kind of thought, oh, hello, they're going to take out the Patriots or they've got a good chance. Yeah, yeah. And then the Patriots just come along, breeze mm. up, absolutely did to the Chargers what the Chargers
1: did to the Ravens. And you yeah, kind yeah. of thought,
0: how do they do that? Yeah, how I mean,
1: do they do that? I know, and you look at New England. I mean, they're, they're not the most star-studded team on paper that they ever have been, and yet in one season, they and you look at someone like Kansas City and just how hot everyone's getting about Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and all the rest of them. The Patriots turned them over twice this year. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? And they went into Kansas City on the road. You know, Kansas City with bookies' favourite. And they turned him over. And they shut him out in the first I half. mean, can, it's unbelievably impressive. Absolutely. And just the
0: way, as you say, they. It's almost like. I know Dorset scored a touchdown against uh, the Chiefs. Um, but it's like even Dorset. Where did he come from? Yeah. Where was it the Colts or was it. The, yeah, the Colts, I think. Yeah. You know, second or third on the depth chart. Nothing amazing. Yeah. You know, he was a talented player, but, you know, it's all about T.Y. Hilton Yeah. yeah. Get him in. It's almost like they don't need wide receivers. Yeah. The game that they play, they don't need wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they do, obviously. Do you do know what I mean. But what I'm trying to say, they don't need the mm. traditional star skill players, apart from Brady yeah. and apart from Belichick. And you can lump in McDaniels as well because he's yeah, called yeah. a brilliant offensive game the past, oh, yeah. past couple of games. So it's all about little It's all about little things. The way Belichick has been said a thousand times before, Belichick would will take away those key weapons Mm. and they'll just stick to a really rigid game plan with a few sort of wrinkles here and there to take out the...
1: Executed to perfection. And that's the thing. That's the thing. No mental errors. I mean, if you you
0: compare... This is going to sound daft, but if you compare the Patriots to the Bengals Mm. this year, the amount of stupid mistakes and, and... in moments of indiscipline Mm. in games that could have been the offensive line it could have been a daft penalty on the defensive side of the ball Mm. the game plan was not quite right a bad throw here and there a drop catch a miss assignment or a missed uh, a blown coverage or two which was happening earlier on this season yeah yeah John Ross buggering up a a route and dropping a catch that does not happen with Patriots no I know and instead you get people like James White yeah You get people like Julian Edelman, who's not everyone's cup of tea. Consistent. You get someone like Rex Burkhead, I know, yeah, who we saw glimpses of what he could do and how dependable he was. Yeah, and it seems to me that's what Belichick goes for: dependable, intelligent players. Yeah. Short passes, bang, biff. Good night, Vienna. Yeah,
1: there was someone, someone on commentary in the Chiefs-Patriots uh, game was saying, or it might have even be on Sky Sports on a feature I was watching the other day, about how Belichick really values players with high IQs that can really sort of, you know, understand his system and implement it. And that's one of the big things he focuses on. And they were saying, comparing, I think, what Belichick did with Pete Carroll in Seattle, who's much more sort of into sort of athleticism yeah. and like how different coaches will sort of cover... You know slight different traits in players when they're building a roster. And I think for Bill Belichick, that's it, you know you've got smart players making smart decisions, efficient play, and you've got to hand it to them you know well, you look at say
0: um Chad Johnson, yeah, had uh, a borderline hall of fame career with the Bengals mm. he went to the Patriots, couldn't hack it. No,
1: no. Didn't the Patriots know what... are funny like that, though, aren't they? They're very willing to go out there and make a sort of bold move and give up a sort of late-round pick for an aging veteran. Yeah, They did it with um, – did they do it with Albert Haynesworth? I'm sure I they did they... something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Chad, Chad Johnson. Josh Gordon, even, you know, took a flyer on him. And someone was saying the other day, on oh, what a terrible decision that was with everything that happened with him. If you look at that, they didn't give up a very high pick. He's come in. He gave them – you know, he was their number one receiver pretty much. You know, he got he got quite a few yards and touchdowns, led them to the playoffs you know that, that late round pick could have just been nobody yeah. and they've gone in there and got the production out of a guy yeah. you'll all be only for like half a season but still enough for more than you possibly would have got from a draft pick so and it's like fair enough they're aggressive and you look at,
0: you look at the amount of times that the Patriots always pick at the bottom of the first round yeah. they trade out of that
1: yeah. you see how many times they do that and who they pick up and it's all about Darrell a... Revis that time yeah 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 Somebody they went out and got him I and mean, they're, they're not afraid to go and make decisions like that in New England and it's impressive
0: it is because uh, again they're not the traditional like you were saying the star player the 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 athletic yeah. skill I mean they're all athletic you know what I mean yeah, but yeah. that kind of star wide receiver that star running back yeah since the Randy Moss days yeah since the Randy Moss days absolutely um they don't do that. No. They get... Dip- I mean, look at, like... Uh, he's not there now, but Amendola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You look at Wes Welker yeah. recently. I mean, yeah. Edelman is like a like-for-like with for like for Welker, yeah, yeah. really. You've got Chris Hogan, who's a like-for-like yeah. like with Edelman. Yeah, yeah. So they don't have these sort of blazing... Dorset is probably their sort of closest... Yeah, yeah. Uh, what they have to a... What you would set- call a traditional wideout, you know. Yeah, I-, yeah. I know I'm focusing on the wideouts, but, you know, there's a lot more to them. I think they get... They get it right in the trenches mm. as well. The offensive line.
1: Eric Decker as well did it for him, didn't he, for a while? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I, I, I mean, the fact that they just get it right on the eff- offensive line, you know, mm. might be a bit sticky during the season. But when it comes to playoffs, they absolutely get it right on both sides yeah, yeah. of the ball in the trenches, and that's where they win it. I know. I it's, know. It's annoying, <laughs> it really is. But I, I have, I have got this year in particular, just because I. I think we all love Kansas City because of their, you know, what Mahomes can do and Tyreek Hill and all these other guys. Um, and Andy way- Reid's a good geezer as well. Andy Reid's a good geezer. But if you listen, I listened to uh, uh, Michael Lombardi's GM Street podcast, mm. which I really recommend. He's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, he he at the, the episode after that uh, uh, conference championship, he absolutely tore apart Andy Reid. Oh, really? Yeah. Some of the coaching decisions some of the, just highlighted what a different planet Belichick is in terms of time management, in terms of the way he used his players, uh, the way he, you know, Belichick completely you know, Tyreek Hill caught one pass in that game. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And just the way Belichick can game plan and scheme just to take away those weapons, you know. Mm, yeah. Uh, so it's really interesting, I think, uh and uh, I, I just I don't know just the way they went in there and battered them yeah for certainly for a half I, I
1: shut just, a team like that out at home I mean look yeah, what Kansas, Kansas City City did to like, us yeah I mean they, they were averaging <laughs> like 30 points a game every game this season Kansas City Absolutely, which yeah. is extraordinary and to literally shut them out yeah mad well there's
0: the Patriots I mean I don't know what you guys think about it out there but uh, yes it is annoying because they're just so good they're you know, at, you know that level of arrogance does come with winning pretty much every year or every yeah. other year. Um, so it's it's easy to dismiss them, but I don't know this year. I don't know what it is, but I just like God. I...
1: Let's look at the Rams. Yes, because we've had a chat about you know we've had a bit of a gush and a bit of a rant and a bit <laughs> of everything about the Patriots. But yeah. looking at the Rams, what would you say their strengths are going into this game as to why they could, if they're going to beat New England, why?
0: I, I'm gonna. Okay, I think this is actually a pretty good matchup for for New England. I have yeah, to I say. agree. I agree because the Patriots get uh, just—they're the purest West Coast offense in in the league by far. Um, they've been running the ball really, really well, uh, and they Brady gets the ball out extremely quickly, mm. uh, and that's what they're going to have to do against you know. Donald and Sue and Brockers and all yeah, those guys because yeah, yeah. that's a really good defensive line. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Especially Aaron, in the middle, yeah. Aaron Donald's Hall of Fame without being yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, a first ballot. So, Brady, and Brady hates pressure. You remember when they played the Bengals a couple of years ago and we beat them at PBS.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. was on yeah. fire that day and that was a major reason why we won. Yeah. So Brady hates pressure and you look at. I think I watched. Uh, I've just been sort of. I don't know. Just been dipping into NFL Network, and they've been playing like Super Bowl highlights packages back to back. And um, who was
1: it? It was New England versus the Giants. Yeah, I was going to say the Giants. They yeah. really got to him, didn't they?
0: And uh, obviously, you know, Patriots were gunning for that perfect season. OC
1: Umanura and then uh,
0: yeah. OC and Strahan and all yeah. those guys were like, no, that's not going to happen. And they just absolutely they him, battered they? him. Yeah, and yeah. that's what you've got to do with Brady, because he's not the most mobile. Uh. Um, so Donald and Sue's not really a, a more he's more of a run stuffer, isn't yeah, he? But yeah. Donald, Donald's got to have the game of
1: his life. Yeah. Um, and so is Sue, because the Patriots have been running it unbelievably. I
0: mean, Sony Michelle, what a find. Yeah, actually, I
1: mean they've they've just been rotating it. I mean, I, I was one play against the Chiefs, I think I mentioned it last week. It's like third and five, and they just run a draw play. Just you know, comfortably picked up the first down, and you're like, "Wow, mm. I wish the Bengals could do that." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because if the Bengals ran a draw play with our line, you thought they'd get three yards at most. <laughs> I know, right? Do you know what I mean? It's just the not the arrogance, you know, the, but the ability, yeah, to be yeah. able to do something like that. Yeah. You know, you've got to hope that you know, from a neutral's point of view, I guess, and for the Rams, you've got to hope they can stuff that run because if they can't, it's going to be a long night. And Kansas City found that out. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean. The Rams' defense is better than Kansas City's. Yeah, they've got a better so. defensive line than than the Chiefs. But the fact their weakness, the Rams, from what I can see and what I've read and all the rest of it, is over the middle. It, their linebackers aren't fantastic. Mm. Uh, you know, I expect them. You know, they've got two good corners, but again, you've got players like James White coming out of the backfield. You've got Gronk yeah. over the middle. You've yeah. got. You know, Edelman and Hogan working those little seams over mm. the middle, those sort of short to medium distances. Yeah. That's when they're really good. If Brady gets it out quick,
1: yeah,
0: they're going to win. Yeah. But, know. You know what I mean? But you asked about the Rams. Um, I think, I, you know, I love the energy that McVeigh brings. I think, you know, he is a breath of fresh air, he's really intense. Yeah. His players absolutely love him. You can see that. Mm. He's quite innovative in the way he kind of you know shifts and motions, and yeah. and they've got serious weapons on that um, on that uh, on that offense. Certainly, I mean, you you expect Todd Gurley to yeah to have more of an input in this game.
1: Wow, well, I mean, that's the what the, my worry with Gurley is what what's he like? You know, is his knee okay? Is he got an underlying problem? I'd be pretty surprised if he was full go 100% two weeks from barely touching the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for me, that's the worry a little bit for the Rams. Is like, you know, a bit like with the Chiefs losing Kareem Hunt, you know, obviously for different reasons, and then having to sort of, you know, go to their backup. It's a little bit of the same because, you know, credit to CJ Anderson. He's come in there. He's put in some good performances, but he is a big downgrade on on a healthy Todd Gurley. Yeah. And I think for the Rams to be successful you need that offence to be ticking because they've got a fantastic offensive line, the yeah. Rams. You know, headed up by Witt, but you've also got Havenstein's a good uh, a good tackle. You've got some good players in there on that line. And I think they're you know, they're a big reason why Gurley is so successful, but he's also a talent in his own right. And when you've got a line like that, a running back like that, for someone like Jared Goff, you know, not to downplay Jared Goff too much, but it does make his life a lot easier. Oh,
0: 100%. I think any, anybody with that you know, offensive
1: line will... will you know have much easier and yeah.
0: that's the one thing that the, well, that's another thing that the Rams have got over the Chiefs I think they've got a much better offensive line. Yeah. So, you know, there's a chance of course there's a chance for the Rams to win. Mm. Um where do you? I mean but the trouble is Patriots know how to do it. Um I think experience is a huge thing. I I, think- I like to Talking about Goff, you mentioned Goff there. I thought he did really well against the Saints, actually. He made yeah, some really yeah, clutch yeah. throws. He's um, a good player, Goff, definitely, yeah. He's still a
1: work in progress, but... um I just think experience is such a big thing because you look at, you know, like the bookies are looking at that game, you know, naturally New England, you know, on the road, Kansas City, the sexy team with Mahomes who heal everything else. And again, New England, they're not... You haven't got the same players, apart from Brady, obviously. You know, Gronk's very sort of... You know, got some bumps and bruises and you never know how long he's going to last. But apart from them too, yeah. you know, like you said, it's your sort of characters of, you know, your whites, your burkheads, your people like that.
0: So, yeah, I, I, you know, I think there's there's a chance the Rams girl has got to have a good game. Yeah. Goff's got to have the game of his life. Mm. But it's just the case, where do you attack this New England team? Where do, I mean, they're pretty solid all around the board. You I know? think
1: it relies on Gurley being healthy. If he can be healthy that line, really can pave the way for him. That's what, I think the Rams have got to start hot as well. They've, they can't let the Patriots do what they did against the Chiefs and get on top of And the Chargers
0: as well. You look at They got off to, what, they were 20-odd up, 30-odd yeah, up. Yeah, that's
1: what I mean. And it just gets out of your hands, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I hope it's a good game. I yeah. just hope it's a good game. I think experience is the key thing. I think that's the difference, is you've got... You know, Sean McVay, it's his first Super Bowl. It's the first season he's ever won a playoff game. So it's uncharted territory for him. It's the same for Goff. It's the same for a lot of the players on that team. And you look at the Patriots, and, you know, when the Patriots went into Kansas City, and, you know, they've done it all before. Yeah. They've been there, they've done it. And the bookies, you know, made the uh, the Chiefs the favourite the sexy team they've got the sexy players they've got a dynamic offence and the Patriots they've been there they've done it they know how to plan for these games they're not overwhelmed by the situation and you know these, these football players are human you've got people like Mahomes he's going to be nervous you know it's the first time that Kansas City's hosted this AFC Championship game he's going to be nervous Tyreek Hill's going to have some nerves Tom Brady walks in there ice cold veins Tyreek Hill? Yeah for the uh, Chiefs oh sorry yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah well ice cold veins Tom Brady You know he's been there he's done it he's won five Super bowls he's been to more Belichick's the same they're not overwhelmed by the situation and they go in their car and they've got their game plan they execute it I think that's going to be the difference and that's something that the Rams are really gonna to have to settle down quick and play their game because otherwise you know New England that experience could just be the difference
0: I agree um I think Rams big players have got to you know have big big games yeah. Um, they've got to get pressure on Brady. They've got to stop those little, you know, kind dip and of dabs. dip and dabs if if they possibly can. Mm. I mean, they've got a chance. They've got great players. So, and um, I don't know. I, I just I, as for, for the neutral, I, I really hope that, you know.
1: What are you calling?
0: I'm going for a Patriots victory, unfortunately. I would love to see the Rams win it, and I would love to see Andrew Whitworth get his ring. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, I'm going for a 27-21 victory.
1: Oh, you nearly stole mine! Oh, really? I'm going 27-23. Okay, Pat's. I'm with you. All right, I think it'd be a good game. I do. Yeah, I think it's a good game. Yeah, yeah.
0: So what? I mean, <clears throat> just broadening it out because we talked about the Super Bowl last week. The, the the last time the Bengals got to the Super Bowl 30 years ago, and we had some magnificent feedback. Um, yeah, really good. So I'm so pleased that everyone enjoyed it because, you know, when you do something that means a big deal personally, you kind of hope that, you know, a few people might like it. But mm. um, the feedback that we had with this, for the Sam Whitech episode last week was fantastic. And I know we haven't got a guest this week, so it feels a bit like after the Lord Mayor's show a little bit, right? <laughs> but uh But that's okay, you know. Nathan is uh, as much as a star. Well,
1: you know, I mean, as Coach White. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, (laughs) not exactly as good, but.
0: Um, Do Do you like all the hoopla, the media stuff with the Super Bowl? Um, Do you get into all that?
1: Um, A little bit, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's funny at this time of year, isn't it? Because I think when your team's out of it. I mean, I don't know what other people are like. My eyes, one eye on it, one eye kind of. I just want the Bengals to be in it. Yeah. Like, I'm really annoyed. Like, I hate it that, you know, we're not involved in any of this. And You've
0: got a bit of FOMO going on. Yeah,
1: right? massive FOMO. I mean, I just want the Bengals at least to be in the playoffs or sort of going through that, getting yourself involved. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just really like, you get really jealous, don't you, looking at these teams in the Super Bowl. And... See,
0: jealousy of Tom Brady and his, yeah. and his you know, you've got a <laughs> supermodel wife, but <laughs> in, a, in a big house near Hampstead.
1: So, you know, you're getting there, mate. I'm getting there. All right, maybe next year, you know. Um,
0: um yeah, I've enjoyed uh, Wade Phillips a lot. Yeah, he's see what he said about Tony Romo.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And the fact that uh, of course Wade Phillips is the is the son of the legendary coach Bum Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh Bum is uh, um so I can't stop smiling when I say the word <laughs> Bum. Uh sorry Mr. Phillips. Um but yes, Bum uh Phillips. He he was known to dress in a cowboy hat mm. and a big sheepskin and uh pe- people have been warning wade to uh dress up as his dad and he did he did
1: yeah i saw that yeah, that yeah, was amazing yeah, yeah. um do you know what the similarity is there's two a big similarity between wade phillips yeah and paul hiron's <laughs> oh my god yeah, no i, I don't if, if anyone gets this I didn't ask. i'll be extremely impressed Oh, well okay shall well, I reveal it on the next episode
0: we'll reveal it maybe at the end of this episode because uh, to be honest I don't know either so uh...
1: <laughs> there's a really interesting similarity is there mm. okay mm. <laughs> I'm a bit worried now I'm a bit worried what's this uh, I know a genius defensive mind I'm just going to throw I'm going to tell everyone but if anyone got it tweet and let us know if you got it because I'll be really yeah impressed. but you're going to reveal
0: it at the end of this episode so there's no point in tweeting is there we
1: do but they can say like they all know right, okay, I'll okay. be impressed if everyone knew off the top of the head all
0: right no uh, tell me at the end of the episode
1: all right fine don't forget i'll forget because now we're sort of baiting people to listen to the end of the episode right? well, i don't think so people is our, give is that, that much
0: of a shit <laughs> what the similarities are between me and Wade? no doing. it's interesting i think for me yeah. i'm genuinely intrigued <laughs> Oh, goodness me.
1: So, stay tuned for the rest of the podcast. You've got to suffer for another 20 minutes yeah. to hear what the similarity is. It better be good, this, Paul Hyron's and Wade Phillips. It
0: better be good. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I really am uh, a little bit worried. I think it's brilliant. Okay, all right. Okay. Oh, good Lord. Right, okay. Okay. Um, Nathan, what would you be like at the media scrum down? I, I think you'd enjoy you asked that. You did this last year. Did I? Yeah, we're recycling content now. I know, ahead. it's got that bad, isn't it?
1: Would you dress up as anything? Would you like kind of, you know. I might take a page out of Cam Newton's book, just wear something outrageous. Like mankini, Like or an something. old school fedora and like bow tie and some. Like well, you wear bow ties anyway. Out. You know, just really go all out, like a fun, like really sexy pinstripe suit, funny colour. You know, just go all out. <laughs> fun, just look like kind a of ma- funny? Guy. Just look like a massive <laughs> like a real sort of like... But that's what they do though, don't it? It's just like dress like, wear a burgundy suit, yeah. blue pinstripe, sunglasses, go a bit Ryan Fitzpatrick, just anything.
0: I uh, know, yeah,
1: that would be amazing. You know what I mean? Just it, something yeah. like that. Like, the media love it.
0: That's not the first time we call Cam Newton a f***er on this podcast, is it? <laughs> yeah, <but>
1: no, <laughs> I do like Cam Newton. I think if I was a do Panthers you? fan, I'd love it. Yeah, he's a hardy, not. but I do. I think he's a very, very good player. Yeah. A good character for the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think if I was uh, in the media scrum down, I definitely, I definitely go for Belichick. Just, <laughs> just two word. It's really
1: moody. <laughs> I just clear the room. B- picture of, uh, Belichick and Marshawn and Lynch.
0: I know. Uh, maybe like maybe some shades, and then a bottle of the r- a bottle of rum under the counter, some fags. <laughs> And just just start drinking. Just get really angry with people. Just, just get really What of kind of church. question is that? Yeah. <laughs> You're wasting my time, man. This is a Super Bowl. Like a Not some sort of amateur hour.
1: Like a toothpick in as well for good measure. Yeah, right? exactly. I start throwing things at people. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe start a brawl. Start a fight, yeah, yeah. You
0: over there, Rams player.
1: You and McVeigh. Oh yeah. Do you, you could take McVeigh. Um If you had a baseball. We're both player.
0: sort of similar stature. He ain't a very big geezer, is he? That's what I mean. Um, I, re- I, reckon, uh, I reckon I'd reckon i give it a good go. I'm a, f- I'm a lover, though, Nathan. I'm not a fighter. He's in good shape. You're sh- obsessed McVeigh, with
1: fighting. McVeigh's in good shape, the geezer. I reckon he'd do you over. You reckon? Easily, Thanks yeah. for that very
0: confidence. <laughs> but as I say, I'm a lover, not a fighter.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair um,
0: enough. One thing, though, um, that did happen this week in the media scrum down, our old chum, or chums, actually, mm. Jeff. The Hobinson, Hobster, Hobson and Paul Dana Jr. got to actually talk to uh, uh, head coach in waiting, Zach Taylor. Did you listen to that? Did you listen I have to not, it? no. no. I read a
1: little bit about it. But...
0: He came over really well. Did he? I know yeah, that's yeah. Not, that means nothing in the, in yeah, the long yeah. run. But he, he came over really, really well. Yeah, and it got yeah. me quite excited, actually. Yeah.
1: I yeah, mean, yeah.
0: you know, about... Because like, it could be next week. It well, will, be, will be, won't be it? I mean,
1: I'd be shocked if this time next week there wasn't some sort of official unveiling. I really would be. What do you
0: reckon? Monday, Tuesday?
1: I think probably Tuesday. I think the Monday's a bit of sort of the euphoria and the, you know, give him give the geezer a day to nurse his hangover. If yeah, he's got to him.
0: negotiate his contract with Mike. Yeah, so well, that's true as well. Maybe yeah. add on another couple of weeks for <laughs> <Yeah>. that.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine, honestly, if he said no? <laughs> is is that possible? I mean I know that sounds a silly well, I thing mean, to say. But I mean is it
0: a full blown gone conclusion? I mean Paul bless him was was probing a little bit, but he couldn't answer. Yeah. But what he did ask about was Cincinnati's time of Yeah. yeah his yeah. time at the University of Cincinnati. He says him and his family love the city. Yeah. You know, it was like it was this weird little dance really that they played. Mm. They both knew what the, the the kind of ultimate thing that they had to avoid. Yeah. So they were yeah, just yeah.
1: kind of dancing around. So it. why but if he didn't know, that like, why are you asking me these questions, Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like there was no link. And
0: and the fact that he was happy to talk with Jeff and yeah, Paul yeah, exactly, yeah. about Cincinnati. Not about the job, but about Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. About yeah. his coaching style.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he it was it's kind of, I mean it's kind of ridiculous really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a long wait for us as Bengals fans, isn't it? Really.
0: I mean, surely you could, you could kind of. I mean, if you if you had a job, right? So okay, so you as a one of the leading um, digital marketing people in mm. in London. Yeah. If you uh, someone came and headhunted you, which you know it's quite unlikely. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> uh, and. But they did it before, like, maybe, like, two weeks before a massive presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you do? What would I do? Yeah. Would you hand in your notice, uh, or would you...
1: Well, I, th- I, th- I think it is. there is some similarities with... Um you know the, the professional world because it, there's conflict of interest because you're going to a competitor I mean a lot of people put people on gardening leave don't they They're well just, yeah exactly do you know what I mean I mean it's not I don't know it's different I suppose with sports but there is an element of like as soon as you're going elsewhere we don't want you to know anything more about what we're doing and we certainly don't want you taking your eye off this big presentation or this big pitch for business or whatever yeah because you're thinking about some cosy job that you've got next week. And I mean, I think with sport it's different because sport, you know, you're all about winning and it doesn't matter necessarily who you're playing for. You, you you, want to win with who you're there at the time for. So Zach Taylor, you know, he's been a good coach this year for the Rams. He wants that Super Bowl. He's not in any way going to be thinking, actually, I've, you know, sod the presentation for the Super Bowl. I'm thinking about, you know, what I'm doing on third down for the Bengals. So I can understand how you don't want to, you know, it's a bit unprofessional to take him away from that and be asking him questions. What are you gonna do with Cincinnati? Have you thought about the draft yet? When he sat there on the eve of the Super Bowl. So yeah. I actually understand it, respect it, you know, it's tough for the Bengals because obviously, you know, you don't really ideally want to be sitting there waiting for a month and a half to unveil um, your head coach, while well, all these other teams have gone and got their staff, so they're ready to go. People are in place. They're at the senior bowl. You know, I so did watch it, the senior bowl actually yeah. for the first
0: time. It was,
1: I mean, and then I also watched the Pro Bowl, which oh, was, mate, the Pro Bowl. Oh goodness, should we talk about the Pro Bowl for five minutes? Well,
0: I mean, I okay, going back to Zach Taylor, I don't know if
1: we've got five minutes to talk about. Well,
0: it. no, I mean, I mean, we'll approach the Pro Bowl exactly in the same way as the players did. Yeah, yeah. in quite a half-assed. Ah, <laughs> oh, goodness me. Uh, But, yeah, just to go back to Zach Taylor, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I think he's a really good communicator. He could be exactly what we need.
1: It's a risk, and I've got my worries about it, but (laughs) I think if you're a Bengals fan, you've got to be excited about it. That's it. Yeah. You know, it could be a disaster. It could be brilliant, but it's a breath of fresh air. Is exactly what we need. Absolutely.
0: And the Pro Bowl?
1: It's shocking, isn't it? It's shocking.
0: I mean, the skill stuff is more entertaining than... The Pro Bowl. And even that feels
1: horribly gimmicky. It just,
0: if that's the way they're going to play the Pro Bowl, it used to mean something. Nathan, it used to mean something, <laughs> God damn it. Um, uh, I did, did pound the table there. But now it's just like, no, we Holy don't want to get injured. so that, we're just well, gonna- I
1: reckon the stadium was 20% full as oh. well because of the rain and stuff. Oh, but, what's the point? I just see when something like the Pro Bowl with pro sports is you never want to take away. And there was a big thing about when it was in Hawaii, how much it was worth to the Hawaiian economy and you don't want to take it away and you know it makes TV networks money and if you just scrap it well then we're losing X million but
0: then do like it's uh, because like watching that um, skills challenge bit of it it felt like an American like an NFL Version of It's a Knockout. Yeah, I know, I know. I was expecting to, to like, them to, like, tackle massive It's like
1: touch football as well. It's no
0: point. Why not do a whole kind of show or a ceremony unveiling who's going to be voted to the Pro Bowl and have the skills challenge Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And do a TV program like that. Yeah. Like, you know, getting, obviously, you can't have the, let's just say, the old presenter of It's a Knockout for for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, make it into like a, a daft. Fun thing, which is kind of or even you
1: do like who whichever team has got the most players in the Pro Bowl or performs the best gets an extra or cheeky, like gladiators like, or like gets an extra like fourth round pick or, or what's
0: that called that ninja thing on ITV that they get
1: now oh yeah yeah, yeah I know what you mean
0: oh oh like wipeout do just like people falling over into water and. People getting their massive, like, Q-tips and smacking oh, each other around the gonna,
1: head. I wonder what you're going to say, then.
0: Uh, Jalen, get Jalen Ramsey versus AJ Green in, a, in like, a yeah, padded that, yeah, yeah, boxing yeah. ring with oversized yeah, yeah, fists to yeah, yeah, yeah. see what they do
1: there. Mate, it's a shame AJ Green didn't go to the Pro Bowl, it? Even Jalen Ramsey, you forget about that. Yeah, next year, mate. Have we got the Jags next year? Next year, at home. Ooh, it's almost
0: yeah. worth spending and blowing your savings to go to PBS next year. Mm. For the Jags game, just to give Jalen Ramsey inordinate amounts of of stick, I think
1: Um, that is going to be interesting, isn't it?
0: um, So yeah, yeah, what a lot of moving on. What a lot of knockers. What a lot of knockers. Okay, um, as ever, um, we've got some uh, correspondence to get through. Some interesting points you guys have made. Um, So thank you for that. Uh, As uh, as mentioned last week, we are going to be doing an episode next week um, because we're hoping that Zach Taylor is going to be unveiled. And, um, but then we're going to take a little bit of a break. We've got something special planned for March and then April, we're going to be in full draft mode. We've already got some episodes planned for that. Uh, so that's rather exciting, but in the meantime, keep in touch. Uh, we, have, we, you know, we've smashed through the 3000 follower yeah, that's barrier massive, that is. on Twitter. So thanks everyone for, for pressing that button. um, we are going to be active. So if you do, you know, want to chat to us, uh, any kind of points or questions or draft stuff, uh, you can get us at Whoday underscore UK on Twitter and Bengals UK on Facebook. So let's go to our correspondence. Um, OK. Um, right. Jamie at Trequart Beaster. Thanks for your efforts with the pod this year. Obviously, you're now brimming with experience and should aim to get TV work. (laughs) Well, it's the obvious step, frankly, isn't it? Uh, Which programme do you think the others should present? Nathan should sell pans on QVC look at the solid handle on this well, there you go what do you think
1: Nathan where, where can I you I see sit? you on that like Sunday kitchen programme
0: I was what, like, did, you, what it,
1: eating or just just like you know because you're quite you're quite eloquent and <laughs> yeah, you've got, you got a good bit of chat like a little bit of banter and quite an appropriate sort of BBC level of banter <laughs> do you know, I could see you on there like having a little like oh look at this look at this well do you know what I, I have often thought I could
0: see you on there that um, I do I, I would Fancy being a TV chef? Oh, you reckon? Yeah, I'd love good to. Good in the kitchen. I'm, you? I'm quite handy in the kitchen. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 I like. I like. uh throw a few things together. That's not a funny answer, I know, but um, yeah, yeah. you know, um, I don't, I don't know how many catchphrases really. Apart from what was that catchphrase I used a lot? Oh, oh. I could talk to him all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could Ooh, talk to him all day. <laughs> um, the Harry Rags has chimed in at thwtwit. Uh, Perhaps Paul could use his suplex skills and appear on WWE. Yeah,
1: well, I'll never forget that night, genuinely, because a lot of the fans, obviously, no one actually has seen it. But, incredible.
0: Now, um, Nathan's again, Nathan's really good at spreading rumours, and he spread oh. this rumour about <laughs> oh, me say suplexing that. a policeman in the middle of Kentish Town High Street. Outside a kebab shop, was it, at 2am, I think
1: it was? It wasn't. Well, a suplex is kind. It was more you rolling about of him and him falling on oh, the floor. Now but he of... came off the ground, and it sort of fell over your shoulder. So I've referred to it as a suplex. I didn't. I've never done anything like
0: that <laughs> okay. before in my life. <laughs> Um, so anyway what would you do Nathan I Um, I mean Jamie suggested a a stint on QVC selling uh, Apprentice style see I could see you on the Apprentice
1: the Apprentice maybe yeah what other shows are out there that I could do I don't watch a lot of TV anymore do you know? nah
0: well I'm sure Jamie was expecting a hilarious answer (laughs) shocking isn't it so uh, apologies for that
1: Um, yeah yeah I don't know I could do. Has anyone ever seen that ninety-day fiance show? What it's like? Um, you know, Rosie watches it. It's like these couples that go to the US and like they don't that. Well, you you'd be one of the couples. Well, I mean, Rosie's from the US, so we'd qualify for the show. She's bringing an immigrant from another country to the United States, and then you got to get married. It's that like real, like crazy drama and stuff. Sounds absolute. Yeah, I'm desperately. Really. <laughs> um, I reckon I'm you'd be. I reckon
0: you'd be brilliant in EastEnders.
1: <laughs> me and Danny Dyer bouncing off. Basically,
0: I can just see you now because Nathan's wearing a suit and his shirt. It looks very smart. Just like your first entrance into the the Queen Vic. You'd like walk in. Oh, me. Dyer. Dyer would be eyeing you up and down. Maybe you're like a figure oh, from do Danny Dyer. Dyer's past. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Dyer. Have you seen
1: his show, Danny Dyer, with the royal family? No, actually. I haven't yet. It's, good, it's a good watch, actually. Is it? Is it? Yeah, it's quite funny.
0: So, yeah, I reckon you'd be a villain in EastEnders. I'll take it. What would what would be what a gangster or what would what would you no. do? What would be your line? I reckon you'd like be like a sleazy, a, dodgy...
1: a sleazy businessman like you. would be in the calf and what yeah, would be just your... sort of rolling about the calf. In the, what's the wolf back the pub in it? No, that's emmerdale <laughs> in <Nobind>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't You're watching watching your soap so. But what's the pub in the Vic? The Vic, yeah. Yeah, I'd have a cheeky pint in the Vic with a bag of crisps. Yeah. Just sort of watching the world go by. I don't, I've don't. i never watched these things. Maybe like
0: you can have a fair With Danny Dyer's wife
1: Oh that'd be good Wouldn't it Is his wife Yeah hey, at... You've been sleeping with my wife <laughs> Nathan it's Get like... out of my pub Tune in next week We'll do a skit on that <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> So
0: yeah I think we found something For Nathan Nathan <laughs> is going to be uh, Me and really Danny's wife Rolling about
1: Out the back of the vic.
0: upstairs in the vic upstairs By, by the vic. Mick We're going to nick his Dan <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> what she doing? My wife, get out, my pal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Oh, by the way, like talking about that Go sort of on. bit, you know, sleeping with people, you know, wives, don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, right? What's next?
0: Um, okay, now, th- apart from that little topic, the one Jamie also chimed in with this year, it's for Whitworth, right on, Jamie. <laughs> next year, it's for everyone go Rams. As for Dalton, now this is the one we Here haven't we talked go. about. This is the big one. As for Dalton, if we get the right pick the other way and the right guy to get us through to the QB draft motherload next year, I'm for it. And he's referencing all these rumours that have been circling. Mm. And it's just speculation. There's no real there's substance to it no. at the moment. Just the idea that the Bengals, with a new head coach, might want to Start afresh with a, a QB that he's more familiar with. So what about how, how about this idea that the Bengals shop Andy Dalton? Get a I don't know what you get for Dalton a second or a third.
1: The skins that people are talking about because yeah. Jay Gruden. It just feels like old lazy journalism feels a bit harsh, but. It's just the quite obvious, like thing, like you know, old yeah, connections and all. Oh, there and because this.
0: because we can't talk about Zach Taylor, we yeah. don't know what he's going to do. So you know, wanna, I want to have a bit of fun with it, right?
1: I, I personally just would stick with Dalton. I just think. You know, I can understand this. I'll wait till next season for the draft stuff. I still think Dalton's on a very friendly team contract. And I was surprised this week, actually, because the rumours floated around there. And a lot of Bengals fans have chimed in on Twitter and so, you know, Facebook and bits and pieces like that. And quite a few fans have stuck up for Dalton. And they've really said, you know, give him a chance under Taylor, give him a better offensive line, get him healthy, give him some weapons, and I reckon he'll do his job. Because I just think, you know, I know Taylor worked with Ryan Tannehill. Brian Tannehill's not been as good as Dalton in the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah. And to me, it just seems like, you know, bring him in. You still, it's unlikely the Dolphins are just cut him. Well, I, I mean, they might. Who else they got? Who else they well, got? Well, exactly. I mean, they're going to have a new head coach as well, so he might not want to go well, with Tannehill. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I but mean, he's going to have the same process, surely. Go with Tannehill for a year and then look at that draft next year. But that's fine, though, not Yeah. It? Well, I mean, I,
0: I just think with Alex Smith, I mean, look at poor Alex Smith. is he's out for likely shocking, the next season. Uh, You know, 2019 season. So you know, people are putting two and two together. Gruden used to coach Dalton. Mm. Got some good good production. Yeah, Yeah, good relationship. Had got some good production out of him. So if Smith isn't going to be there next year, perhaps they would trade for Dalton. So they're you know, and if you're rebuilding a team, you've got to make some tough decisions. I'm not saying quite as tough as saying getting someone, get rid of someone like a Khalil Mack. But the Raiders have got three first-round picks this year. Yeah. And that's what you've got to do to rebuild. Make some really unpopular mm. decisions, you know. Uh, I don't think they'll get rid of AJ Green. No, but no
1: I, don't, I don't think that's what I'm I
0: think Dalton, with only a year left on his contract, I think it's a possibility. If, Would do I, I do if it, If the though?
1: Redskins, Dan Snyder... Gets on a blower. Mike Brown's not available. He's you know busy at yeah. the back, and he gave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what like he's I don't in know. the Vic as well. No, and um, he get and they get through to just you just like
0: whipping up some like up super some egg, noodles, eggs egg on like. toast, eggs yeah. on toast, yeah.
1: And they get through to you, yes, inexplicably. And Dan Snyder says, "Paul, I'll give you a first for Dalton. Oh, I'd, I'd bite his hands off. Yeah, yeah. Second,
0: I'd have to think about it. I, I'd I'd be
1: open to a second,
0: Third... I, just I wouldn't do for a third Trouble is with Dalton I think you are going to get a third for him um, That'd or, be
1: scandalous because they were offering more than that for McCarran the, brown, I mean, the yeah, Browns Yeah but it's Hugh Jackson the brown they're nuts They're offering they're a nuts. second and a third yeah but I, Dalton's I worth more than a third a third's like just a fly I'd, on the wall
0: I would how about uh, a third and Trent Williams but that's not going to happen. But I mean, you look at what they what they gave it for Alex Smith. I think it was the third and a, and a cornerback went to the Chiefs, didn't they? Um, so it was a pick plus a player. Yeah. I don't know. I I I'd be open to trading Dalton. Put it that way. But as long as the deal is right. But then, of course, who are you going to get to? Maybe How many get, years has
1: Dalton actually got left on his contract? It's know? 2020,
0: so I think it's this season.
1: And then the next season after that, so he's got Free. two years left. Yeah, uh,
0: I think so. Or even at the end of 2019,
1: i uh, I don't know, it's tough. It really is tough. Because I think it's always scary to move on to a quarterback. It's exciting, but it's scary. Because, you know, Zach Taylor is going to come in. There is a team that I, I think it might be pushing it to say we're in a window. Yeah. If people like to use that phrase, in a window of opportunity. But you do have a lot of players there that are very talented. Pro Bowl level players. Gino Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, AJ Green. You know, those sort of players. And you do have to think to yourself, if we let Dalton go, we sort of muster through a season with whoever, then get a rookie in, those players' windows are going to be damn near closed. And that's, yeah, the, that's and, the worrying and, that, and that's
0: the flip side of me. The fan the fan talking, I think, you know, it would be a bit of a, betra- not a betrayal, but a kick in the teeth to people like Gino. Yeah. And to people like AJ Green. Um, and, you know, actually kicking the teeth for fans because you're just basically saying, look, lads and lassies, we, we're not going to do that well this year. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, next year is when it's going to happen. Well, there's an argument. I but mean, sometimes, you know, as I say, if you're rebuilding, you do have to take some big
1: decisions. Yeah. And, of course, the Bengals don't. I, I think the fans, to be honest with you, seeing what's happened, you've gone away from Marvin, and you, you had a choice. Marvin, if you'd stayed with a geezer... You go in with Dalton next year. You keep uh, all your pieces it... together. You know you you keep building. You got a chance. You know we weren't that bad this season. If Dalton had stayed healthy, make the injuries excuse X mm. Y got Taylor. You've cleaned house with the staff. New coordinators are coming in, and there is an argument. I mean, you talked about this after the podcast last week. Before I went, we were saying, well, you clear it all. You just get rid of Dalton. You trade him away. You get let Green, and you say look to Green and Gino and all these people. You say to them, look. We're moving on a bit like the Raiders are doing and have done. Mm. Is you say we're going to get what we can, fire sale, and every team's biting your hand off for those sort of players, offering yeah. you first round picks. Because for them, it's like we're going to go a bit like how they're doing basketball very much and baseball. It's like our window of opportunity, let's load it all up as much as we can and go for it. You get rid of everyone, and you say, Right, we've got a couple of first round picks this year, a couple next, a couple of seconds. And really say to Zach Taylor, ego, loaded the draft up for you. We're not going to compete this year, basically. You can maybe count us in for four wins and push. Next season, you know, might get eight. But with the hope that the three, four seasons after that, you're a real contender. And there's an argument to do that. There There is is. an
0: argument. I I think the Bengals aren't as bad as those teams that need to blow stuff up, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I agree with you, not. We're not a Raiders. We're not. Even with Khalil Mack, we're not a raid. We're better than the raid, much better. Yeah. Um, but there is, I mean, as I say, the fact that they have cleaned house. If it was Marvin there, you'd expect the status quo to be kept yeah, without keep, a
1: doubt, and hope you get a good run on injuries, and absolutely, you get a good absolutely. draft and a free agent, and you're not, you still could do it.
0: But Zach Taylor has come from an organisation that has been. That has turned it around since McVay. You know yeah, they were they were oh, nothing. Absolutely, yeah. They were like you know it just proves it can be well, done. They had
1: Gurley and Goff there when Jeff Fisher was there. It's not like he, yeah, he exactly, got, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But you know they were eight and eight. Yeah. You know perennial eight and eight. Yeah. yeah. A little a losing was it seven and nine the last stuff like that. Yeah. Typical Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Uh, typical Marvin Lewis the last couple of years. Let's mm. let's be quite honest yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. Um, but the Rams. This is the difference. But and but th- yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but the fact is. They were aggressive. Yeah, yeah. They were really aggressive in, in in the way they turned it around. They got players in. They traded for players. Oh, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Got Sue in on a, on a, on a kind of a, yeah. a, kind of a win-now deal. Jason Peters from the Chiefs. They got Whitworth in. They paid yeah, in exactly. a shed load of money. Yeah.
1: That at the time was seen as, well, we can't pay a geezer who's yeah. old, that sort of money. Yeah, and look how wrong we yeah, were. exactly. Uh, we're yeah, still, yeah. You
0: know, still suffering for that. Absolutely. But um, you look at the way that the Eagles turned things around, became Super Bowl champions last year.
1: Yeah, very aggressive personnel very aggressive, management. and that's
0: yeah. what we haven't done, and that's what we need to do. We need to mm. obviously draft better. We need to get more innovative, yeah, and more intense. I think, uh, and and in terms of schemes, something that's going to worry people that's mm. on the field, but in the front office, we need to be much more aggressive. Uh, and I, again, it's not. Throwing the baby out with the bathwater—it's—it's it's not <laughs> destroying your core values. It's supplementing this draft and develop yeah, yeah. approach with some aggression, with with some really, yeah, yeah. you know, a big a cut perfect Get him out. He's a yeah, liability. I, I, yeah, 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 You know, get rid of people that are just pulling their weight at the moment. You mm. know, just about treading water. Pe- people
1: that like to be to be uh, you know <clears throat> deadwood. Yeah, absolutely. You
0: know. Dre's just signed a new contract. I don't mind Dre actually, I don't think he's an awful player, he's pretty yeah. solid. But if you see a cornerback in the second or third round, get him. Yeah. If you see a cornerback that is better than Drake Kirkpatrick in free agency, yeah. And you can do a one
1: or two year deal, get him. Can we upgrade a Vinnie Ray? You know what I mean? Things like yeah, that. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: So um I think it can be done. I mean Would
1: you st- advocate a fire sale? Like we were talking about, where you just literally say, Look, we're gonna stockpile these picks. We've got a young coach. We're going to bring a new quarterback in and draft one. That might happen. We're just going to basically reinvent ourselves as a franchise. We're not the Marvin Lewis, Andy Dalton, AJ Green Bengals of the past five to six years. We are a new Zach Taylor, draft a quarterback next year and then move mm. forward. What, what would you say to that?
0: That makes me nervous. Yeah. Just because I'm so I'm quite conservative in team building myself. But yeah. I, just because we've not been used to that. Mm. And I, I look at the Dolphins, for instance. They... Bugger things up every year. A lot of teams have, yeah. You look at the Broncos. Now, they have been successful, but they're quite a volatile, unstable organisation. Won a Super Bowl, though. But they did win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So these things can be done. The Browns are the example, though. The Browns...
1: The Browns do it every year. They try and rebuild. They try and draft a quarterback. They get a new head coach. They change the coordinators (laughs) around, and, you know, it can be wildly unsuccessful. Yeah,
0: 100%. Um, just to dip into the correspondence again because this is the main mm. line of correspondence Simon Hunter at Simon Hunter hello Simon if Dalton is traded for a first and we get Kyler Murray then I'm all aboard right tackle is downgrade and keeps us in QB purgatory use the Dalton pick on, a, on an LB or an off- offensive tackle PS come on the Rams there you go yeah. I don't think you're going to get a first for
1: Dalton. Though. I don't think so. I don't I think, think he's you worth it. Might a first. get a second and a third, or a second and two seconds, or something. I if don't it know. was a
0: second and uh, a second this year and a second next year, and maybe a player thrown in,
1: I'd be I'd be interested. Yeah, but it's the cool. it but- be. I can't see. And then Washington's a really interesting thing. I mean the thing is with Washington though, someone I heard someone say the other day that they're preparing like Smith won't come back, but Yeah. they if he does it's a bonus. So it's not like completely done. So to go and shell a first out when the geezer could be okay.
0: I think no I think that I mean you look at the, the teams that need a quarterback. They're
1: the only team I really think that would.
0: I mean, I think uh the Giants need a quarterback. Yeah. The Jags need a quarterback. Yeah. Um the and the Redskins need a quarterback. Yeah. Um I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think that, I think they'll all draft quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh,
1: and two of those teams are in the top 10. So, I'd, I don't you, know. don't you don't want to look at when you're taking a quarterback about, you know, live on what the fans believe because teams know better than the fans most mm. of the time. But I really believe that Dalton his value from a sex appeal to fans and selling it and getting it over with the fans is not going to work for a lot of teams I think if you go out there and you get a Kyler Murray or you go and get one of these young Haskins quarterbacks type thing Drew Locke even if they end up being awful initially, the fans are like, "Oh, he's a rookie." Let's look at all his YouTube videos. Yeah, and, really it's, and it
0: absolutely like, right? They are whereas, absolutely
1: changing. Whereas getting like a Flacco and a Dalton, a very like middle of the pack, aging veteran quarterback. Well, you know is what? Not I exciting mean, for your team. And that's going to be a tough sell. I doubt sell. if Flacco would
0: come to the Bengals,
1: but because of his ties
0: with the Ravens. But you know, you're then looking at if they do move on from Dalton, you, and they want a stopgap. You are looking at someone like Ooh. Blake Bortles, or flight, your, yeah, I know, no. or uh, you know uh, Nick Foles. Even
1: you know, he's, see, Nick Foles is probably certainly in terms of value would be higher than those guys. Yeah. I think.
0: But I think you know Foles ain't going to want to come just he's to be a stopgap. No, he no, no, he's no. leaving Philadelphia to be a number one quarterback Yeah, I think his expectations might be a
1: little bit. It's always difficult when you're grading, because Foles has been so up and down. I mean, people think of he's the ups yeah, lately. But... I mean, he's been
0: brilliant in the playoffs, but yeah. every time he's been in that regular season, he's been pretty average, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Do you draft? And, and again, uh, we've got another one from the American feet bar cast, the AFC cast. Would you draft a QB now and almost follow the Chiefs model with Alex Smith, i.e., for instance, yeah, draft yeah, yeah. your version of Mahomes and bench him for a year and I think do you know what I do think that is the most likely Yeah. and Duke Tobin has come out and said we think we can win with Dalton Mm. we think can't say anything else though can he really no he can't but you know uh, it's interesting Uh, Martin Greer and Martin Greer 73 could this be the year we go aggressively at free agency as well you absolutely hope so I think so Shawnee at Shawnee01. If you could pick three players to come in during free agency and make the, the team contend, who would you go for? Well,
1: I've got to get closer to see. I can't, I don't know exactly who's on the market. Well, well, I mean, I think
0: we all I agree. Positionally, I mean,
1: you could probably... Positionally, I mean, it's pretty straightforward to me. Got to get an offensive lineman in, I think. Uh, I mean... I, Linebacker. This
0: ain't going to be popular, but I think we might be okay at right guard. Not Alex Redmond. Mm-hmm. This is my proposition to you, Nathan. Christian Westerman? Nope. I would start, currently, I would start Trey Hopkins at centre. Okay. And move
1: Billy Price to guard. Oh, yeah, I've seen a few people. Like good Breeze mocked that about I oh, Has he? he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure he's just, or someone. Thought, I've been thinking about it. You just, and Joe are just channeling the same wavelengths. Well, there you it? go.
0: Um, he's got about 60,000 followers. I've got about <laughs> three, so that tells you everything. No, I just thought Hopkins was really good at centre. Well... He was really solid at center last year. Yeah, yeah. Billy Price used to play guard. Mm. You know, up until a few years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's interesting proposition. And then
0: you've got Westerman as well to come in if necessary. Yeah. So we've got bodies at guard and center that could do a job. It's just right
1: tackle. That's the the problem is no team wants to let a good tackle go, and I think if they are knocking around, you're going to have to pay a lot of money. And And I think that's
0: I think that's where we're going to go in the draft. Yeah, I do as well. My guess it will be second round.
1: Yeah, I'd be surprised if you went through three rounds and we didn't have a tackle yeah. or a linebacker in two of those three rounds. Yeah. I really would be. So, but, yeah,
0: right tackle. I think, actually, do you know what? Tight end needs a look.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Currently, currently right, Croft, right now... Croft and Uzama are good players. They're rotational players. They're, they've, I think they've got a ceiling.
0: Currently, right now, we the three starters that we've had in the past three years are no longer yeah. under contract. So, I, for... Uzama and Croft, you know, those guys are out of contract. So, mm. what do you do? I, I
1: would, I would hope to sign two of those guys. I think Uzama definitely deserves to come back. But then, do you sign Ifit? I just think you do, but you structure the contract. If you don't play, if you get hurt, you, it's all based on performance. If yeah. you played ten games, you get X, and you know, there's no other way you can do a contract with him. You know. Um, yeah. but then if, that's all well and good financially but then if you bring him into the season to be your starter and he goes down it doesn't really help you on the field and that's the problem. It might save you money in the pocket but you're not yeah, you've a not risk. got to start in a starting time. But it? you can't look to Ife to be your number one I think. No. He has to be your like if he's healthy great but we need someone potentially like you say a draft pick to be that number one guy.
0: And obviously, as you say,
1: linebacker needs some work. Yes, needs a lot. of There's work. There's a few linebackers. As I look at they that's a position I think you could bring in a free agent that could be. Effective. I mean, I,
0: I would look at bringing Preston Brown back. Yeah, I probably would. Because I think he's a deal. solid player.
1: Yeah. I mean, poor old Vinny Ray. Uh,
0: I think he's coming the end to the end of his line. What a great servant no, for yeah, the club. Great guy. Yeah. Great bloke. He's been on this podcast before. Um, Perfect,
1: I mean... Oh, do, you th- what do, you, do you think his time's done? I do, personally. Do you, do you think the team will echo the same thoughts, do you think?
0: Well, that's the other question. I mean, you know, they do show loyalty when they shouldn't be showing loyalty. They're a bit over-loyal.
1: I think Marvin Lewis going is going to really not do Perfect any favours. And I just
0: think his play's regressed. He's not played enough. Mm. And then, of co- course, he's it's concussions
1: there's man. millions of negatives
0: you know like there's there's yeah. so many I just I just think the time is
1: suspensions, right suspensions concussions he's actually on a lot of money as well if you keep him on the team he's got he's not like you're paying him a you know sixpence
0: yeah. okay then we've got uh, one last question I think oh here's another one from TJ Brooker at Amoth are all our coaches going to be QB coaches <laughs> now I know what he means obviously Zach Taylor QB coach Yeah. Uh, Brian Callahan, QB coach. Yep. Uh, of course they're not going to be
1: all QB coaches. Alex Van Pelt. No, of course. He is the QB. So you got three geezers who are all quarterback coaches. Coming to cinema soon. The QB coach starring Alex Van Pelt. we got to get him on this podcast. We've rumoured it so many times we ain't I delivered. delivered. Um, yeah, three no, geezers. I get it. I get
0: it. You know, I get it. I get what uh, TJ... See, there was a programme in the cop show in the 80s called T.J. Hooker. No, Why am I even talking to you? You don't even know. I wasn't
1: even knocking about any William Shatner.
0: On. You know who William yeah, Shatner yeah, yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. starred as T.J. Hooker, and this guy's T.J. Brooker. I can't look at it without <laughs> thinking about T.J. Hooker. Um, uh, I get what T.J. Hooker's um, talking about. A uh, slight bit of cynicism there, maybe, and sarcasm. But what yeah, are you yeah. going to do? You
1: know, these are... What are you going to do? What are you, you, you going to do? Yeah. I, um, I think... I, I'm surprised. The interesting thing is they've still got Van Pelt. You know, they're saying, like, Zach Taylor, I guess, has said, you know, I know he's on your staff. I'm quite happy with him as well. But hmm. you, you'd argue that with three guys that are quarterback coaches at Dartmouth will do better out of that or whoever yeah. comes in. But they, there's always the argument, you know, too many chefs.
0: Too many QB chefs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know.
1: But, you know... Three coaches aren't necessarily better than one. No. I mean, I, I do... I think
0: it's going to be interesting to see who the offensive line coach is going to be. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're waiting to hear who the defensive coordinator is going to be. I mean, everyone's saying it's going to be Jack Del Rio. I'd which, be very happy with that. Um, so, you know, it's it's going to be tricky. I mean, we, again, we don't, We just don't know until, mm. until we... Um, until we do, Nathan... Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I think we're about ready to go. I'm waiting for a question. Sam Anger just tweeted us and says, "Are you on? Are you on the lads?" Um, and I'm just tweeting about saying, "Yes, we are." So get your question in now. Do
1: you Want me to reveal the? Uh, I think it is time. And I'm uh, for the Wade Phillips and Paul Hiron's unique similarity. Go on.
0: This better be good. Cause I'm going to
1: give you a clue. Go on. The clue is, and I've not said it tonight, solid handle. Ah, uh, of course, yeah. That's that's a good shout, man. It is, isn't it? The uh, Paul Hyrons, yes. his Twitter handle is at Son of Ray, Ray yes. being his father. Yeah. Wade Phillips, his Twitter handle, is Son of Bum. His father. His father who we discussed earlier. Well, there you go. There you go. No, wasn't bad. A, was That's it? a good one actually. Good bit of trivia. Yeah, good well. Good, if anyone good, got that before good bit of I said linkage it, there. then then you know.
0: uh yeah a nice one um well, well done nathan so he says patronizingly um <laughs> very good nathan well done um right uh Sam ain't going to do it we've gone over an hour um just one other thing uh we started uh, started off uh, kind of tentatively dipped our toe into draft coverage and um uh andrew one of our followers and one of uh, a british bengal's uh uk fan andrew docker at dockers Seventy-seven,
1: solid handle.
0: um, Has is really into the draft, and he's written a a, a nice piece about uh, prospects from the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Game. And you can find that uh, on our blog, and the URL for that is BengalsUK.WordPress.com. So go and have a read of that. Might get you in the mood for the draft. Not as if we need all that kind of stuff because you know the draft I find it quite full on Yeah, lots of noise on Twitter and mm. lots of voices telling you who's going to be doing what yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already started my fan speaks oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah um, as I say we're going to be back next week uh, hopefully uh, Zach Taylor is the guest on the Zach, pod Ta- well that's right uh, we're going to be welcoming in Zach Taylor to the podcast um, but until then it's a who day from me and a hoot day for me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.